Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You, you see that it's not going to last forever, you know. Um, they have the uh, ESPN, the 30 for 30 on players going mm-hmm. broke. And, you know, I kind of watch that every year just to, you know, my objective was I'm never going to be that guy. You know, I'm going to find a way to, to not be that guy that, you know, had this amazing opportunity and, you know, had this money at a young age and then kind of blows it. So that's kind of the, the voice in the back of my head is always, you know, playing that 30 <laughs> for 30. That, like, I don't want to end up on that, you know, in the future. Welcome to Making the Boss, brought to you by the Revolt Podcast Network. For the premiere episode, I chat with two-time Super Bowl champion and New England Patriots star cornerback Jonathan Jones about his NFL career, business moves off the field, his philanthropic initiatives, college athletes and NIL deals, what he wants his legacy to be, and his definition of a real boss. And honestly, he gave one of the best, if not the best answers I've ever heard. Check out the fun chat. What's been your journey? How did you get to where you are today? Oh, it has been a long journey. It (laughs) it truly has. Um, I started playing football when I was four. Um, It was something I had a passion for. You know, I kind of begged my parents to find me a place to play. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. You know, I haven't missed a fall since I was four. You know, I got an opportunity to go to college. I went to Auburn, uh, played four years there. Uh, I went undrafted. Uh, so I kind of went the hard way into the NFL. I went undrafted uh, and I'm going on year eight. So it, it's definitely been a journey. Has being an NFL athlete always been an inspiration? It has, you know, um, it's, all, it's one thing I've always wanted to do is play football. Um, Mom, uh, she was an assistant kindergarten teacher, so she kind of forced the education piece on me and made sure, you know, that I had my balance with that as well. Um, but I always joke with her and say, you know, I've been playing football longer than I've been in school, Mom. This is this is kind of what I want to do. Um, but it's, yeah, it's always been a passion of mine. I also know you ran track. Like, did you also want to be like a track star at first, or was it like a combination of both? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of both. I played football the longest. Uh, I think, you know, I was out on the football field and I started running past everybody. So, you know, the coach was like, hey, you might want to try track too. Um, So I kind of did both. Uh, Got pretty good at track. You know, it it was kind of a a decision that I had to make when I got to, you know, high school, whether to continue. uh, Once I got, you know, past high school, whether to run in college or not. And I just decided to kind of focus on football, you know, kind of put everything into football. Yeah, and I feel like track definitely, of course, helps because you have to be fast in football, so it worked out. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I consider, you know, track just the original athletes. Like, you have to be able to run, jump, throw. Um, it's yeah. the original sport. Right. So what are the joys and pains of being a professional athlete? Oh, man. Um, There's, there's a lot that comes with it. Um. I would say the joy is just, you know, being able to do something that most guys have loved since you were a kid. You know, it doesn't really feel like work sometimes uh, because you're running around, you know, playing a child's game for a king's ransom. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot that comes with it. It's very time demanding. It's, you know, demanding on your body. That's kind of the, you know, the negative of it is just the demand that it has on your body and the breakdown. But, I mean, the joy of playing a kid's game, you know, you know, still here, you know, at the age that I am, it's 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 a joy. Yeah, you're 29, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, that's quote unquote, you know, considered older in sports. So how much longer do you see yourself playing and have you thought about your exit plan yet? Um, I'm kind of beginning to put that together. Some of the guys that, you know, I came in, you know, under who were kind of the veterans once I got there, they retired, you know, Devin McCourty, uh, Dunside Hightower, those guys, you know, they they kind of retired. Um, so I started to see that it's a little bit closer than, than the beginning for me, but mm-hmm. I just take it one year at a time, just kind of focus on, you know, this year and playing this year um, and definitely do some things off the field from a business perspective. Um, but as far as football, just kind of, you know, take it year by year. Yeah, and you do so much business stuff. I do want to get into all of that. Like, hopefully we have time because it's so much and it's so great because I feel like a lot of athletes, they don't really think about life off the field or off the court. And then when you know they retire, that's when they're thinking about, okay, what's my next move? So it's actually beneficial to at least think about those things ahead of time while you're still playing. Yeah, I mean, completely. I mean, you we, we all know that the game we sign up for, you're not going to last forever. Um, and so just, you know, the younger you are, that you can kind of prepare and start to get ready for those times that, that are going to come. You're not going to be a football player, you know, or, in a, um, or NBA player for forever. Um, so just, you know, getting guys, you know, like myself and even younger than me to kind of start prepping and planning, you know, for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And many athletes, um, when they do retire, they find themselves in a lot of um, hardships. Um, is that a reason why you're so business oriented? Because you do see, you know, okay, this isn't going to last forever. I need to set myself and my family up ASAP. I mean, completely. I mean, you you see that it's not going to last forever. You know, um, they have the uh, ESPN, the 30 for 30 on players going mm-hmm. broke. And, you know, I kind of watched that every year just to, you know, my objective was I'm never going to be that guy. You know, I'm going to find a way to to not be that guy that, you know, had this amazing opportunity and, you know, had this money at a young age and then kind of blows it. So that's kind of the, the voice in the back of my head is always, you know, playing that 30 <laughs> for 30. That, like, I don't want to end up on that, you know, in the future. Yeah, those 30 for 30s are really eye-opening. Um, that could be good or bad, depending on, like, the topic. But, yeah, I completely agree there. Um, yeah, you were going to say something? No, I, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, that, that's, yeah, those, it, it's just, you know, that reminder that, you know, it's, yeah. you have a little bit of time, mostly on the front end of your life, you know, that you make all this money, um, but you're kind of planning for the rest of your life, you know, hoping that you can live to be 60, 70, you know, 80 years old. I do want to talk to you and get your opinion about NIL deals. Um, So as you know, they're officially like approved now. Do you think because of that? Okay, so here's my theory. Let me just break it down. I have a theory, right, that because they are approved now, that can make younger athletes um, even more at risk of, you know, getting into debt quicker um, because they're just so young and they they they're getting all this new money younger than like professional um athletes so what are your thoughts on that do you agree do you disagree no um i definitely think that it's a good thing you know that those guys are getting some money get some income for themselves and their families um but i definitely think it should come with um some financial literacy you know let those guys know that um there is a future you know um and kind of help them plan Mm -hmm. that out you know a lot of those guys you know, come from places where no one around them had made, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in a year. Mm-hmm. 
And so these guys are making, you know, making that money. Um, so it definitely needs some type of financial literacy to go along with it. We would, I think, would benefit them a lot. Yeah, and like a hundred, two thousand, two hundred thousand—that's like nothing when you actually make it to the pros, yeah. right? So, I'm like. I do agree that they do deserve NIL deals, but I'm also like scared yeah. that, you know, yeah. it could just land them in, you know, some hardships. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's why, I don't know. I mean, kids at that age, should, I think they should start having financial advisors, you know, at a younger age and not mm-hmm. wait till you have millions. You know, um, I have a friend of mine that does, you know, financial advising and his, you know, their, their slogan and term is just to touch every tax bracket. So, you know, whether you're making 30,000 a year, or, you know, 30 million a year, you know, everyone can kind of benefit from some, some financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for younger athletes who are getting NIL deals? Aside from watching, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just <laughs> you know, your 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 brand. So just you know, be be cognizant of like who you're partnering with. You know, you you yourself as a brand, and I think maybe at a young age you're not realizing that, but you know, it, just accepting the money is is all money is not good money. I know to say that it's mm-hmm. just and be cognizant of what brands that you're you're linking with your brand. You know, that's a representation of you. Right. Right. Um, okay, now let's get into your business moves because again, there's a lot. So I want to make sure I cover everything. And if I am forgetting, just feel free to touch on things. Um, so yeah, can you just give a rundown of each and everything you're doing? And then we'll guess, I'll just break it down from there. Um, a lot, you know, I do, a, I do a lot from, uh, investing. I do a lot, uh, real estate, you know, real estate's kind of something that I'm dabbling in as a blade. Uh, transportation is is a market that um you know that I dabble in uh, the trucking industry. Um, so my my degree is business. Let me start from there. So my degree, okay. my, I have a business degree, uh, and my focus was supply chain. Um, so logistics and everything was kind of you know my college background. Um, so I kind of got into trucking, got into that space. You know, I was an independent contractor under FedEx. Uh, do some lease to owns for uh, some tractor trailers and different things like that. Um, and then real estate as well. Um, I have some real estate investment properties, and then also a project that I'm building out. You know, for event space. You know, it has about two lakes on it, a little Airbnb event space. Uh, so yeah, I have, I have a lot of different little things in the works. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, what made you want to jump into real estate? Because, um, so I'm also like a like realtor here in LA on the side. And I feel like that's maybe like the number one and the best way for athletes to not just keep their wealth, but get generational wealth started, you know? So what made you start? Oh, I mean, exactly that point. It's, you know, it's real estate. It's, they're not making any more land. There's, there's, there's not, there's not any new. Mm-hmm. So it's a finite resource that, you know, when you have the ability to get in and acquire land, you know, our houses are different, different, you know, assets, um, they're just going to grow. Like you said, it's it's not just about you know saving your money, but it's also growing your money and having these properties that, you know, you can pass down generation after generation. So, you know, that those that come after you and your legacy can, can benefit from as well. 
what type of real estate? I know you said you're doing like event spaces, Airbnb. Like, do you want to touch on different aspects? Do you want to do like residential versus commercial? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of my <laughs> thing. You know, it's been more residential. You know, as of late, um, I've kind of been getting into a couple of triple net leases, a little bit more of the commercial side, getting getting kind of into that. Um, so that that yeah, just pretty much anything within real estate um, is it, it, it interests me. You said you want to get into a little bit of everything in real estate. I think that's very smart, very beneficial, because like you said, land isn't being created and the prices are only going to yeah. go up. So you might as well just get it while it's yeah. low, because in the next 10, 20 years, it's going to be yeah. higher. Um, let's talk about your scholarship fund. I'd like to learn more about that, because I feel like a lot of people... Um, well, first of all, a lot of students need scholarships, but also I don't think a lot of people know about black funded scholarships as well. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, just that just that access to you know secondary education. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of we were talking about, you know, conspiracy theories. You know, I'm kind of on the the aspect of, you know, college isn't for everyone. Um, but you know, they are, there's other ways to get education, you know, trade schools, you know, online courses. Um, so, you know, setting up the endowment, you know, something for me was like a legacy give back, um, because education is so important. I understand that. I kind of, like I said, learned that from my mom, just see the value of education. Um, so giving people the opportunity, you know, through, through, uh, scholarships to, you know, access, you know, education beyond, you know, high school is very important. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily deem like a four-year school. You know, there's trade schools. There's so many uh, different avenues to, to gain education. Mm-hmm. So how many scholarships have you given so far? Uh, we did a couple through my high school, and we just recently set up an endowment program uh, with the high school. Uh, it's going to be an, that's an, an, an annual endowment, so it's going to let it be a part of legacy. Oh. That's something that I'm kind of, has been on my mind of late. It's just legacy of like, okay, if I if I check out of here soon, you know, at any point, you know, life isn't granted for any of us, but there's legacy in place that, you know, my ideas continue to go on and uh, the things that I do continue to go on long beyond me. Is there like a certain criteria that students have to have to get it? Like what exactly does that? Oh, uh, yeah, different ones. There might be GPA, volunteering, just different aspects that align, you know, kind of with the foundation uh, that allows, you know, kids to, to, to I don't want to say that, that excludes some kids, but make sure that you're, you know, highlighting those who are putting in that effort and are trying to strive to, to do those things and, and make the change and helping them find, you know, their next step, kind of what my, my foundation is, is partnering on. Yeah, I did. That's a great segue. I was really going to ask about <laughs> your next step foundation, like right after that. But yeah, you do want um, students who, I guess, are an example yeah. and like a good representation of what you yeah. represent. Right. So that makes perfect sense. But yeah, let's get into your next step foundation. Um, can you talk about that? As yeah, well? um, I was able to create my foundation a few years ago. Um as just a representation of the things that I believe in. Um, I say this all the time, you know, I was a product uh, of help, you know, growing up, you know, people donating to different uh, organizations that I was in um, and just to be able to have a level of success to where I have my own platform to, to be that help for someone. Uh, it's kind of what I based my foundation off of. Um, it was it was key for me, uh, you know, once I got to the to the NFL and, and got myself established to, to begin to to give back. 
it was extremely important to me because, you know, I often say that, you know, I was a product of help, you know, and having people uh, reach back and, and donate to different, you know, charities and different organizations that I was a part of growing up uh, to help me get to where I am uh, and having that ability uh, to, to give back and be on the opposite end of that. Um, it was something that was important to me and I was able to do that once I got into the NFL. Mm hmm. So what exactly do you do with um, the youth there? Like, what are the different initiatives? Yeah, so our, our main focus is education um, and through mentorship and leadership. Um, I cleverly named it the Next Step Foundation. You know, I, I love to meet kids, you know, where they're at. Everyone starts in different places from different backgrounds, uh, different settings. But if I can meet you where you're at, you know, uh, and help you take your next step in the right direction, um, that's kind of what my foundation is for. So it's meeting the youth where they're at and, and helping them find their next step in whatever direction that may be. So what exactly do you teach kids there? Oh, we have STEM. We do STEM um, donations. We're setting up STEM labs, you know, in a couple of schools because oh. um, I, you know, I was heavily into STEM and engineering growing up. So, I uh, yeah, just you know, knowing that you know <laughs> that's technology is the future. So giving kids access, you know, to to STEM and and, and technology and coding um, is something that was extremely important to me. And um, just different avenues, whether it's uh, speaking at different engagements to bring them, connect them. I love my football camp uh, and not so much just for football, but what it does for me. um, A lot of those kids get to see me and some of my teammates and it lets them see that. that level of what they deem as success is very tangible that the, you know, we don't look like Superman. We're not superheroes. You know, we're just normal guys. Um, and just bringing in different people and connecting, uh, the youth with, you know, doctors, lawyers, and, and to let them know that those things are tangible. So, so do you have like certain events that you do every year for your foundation? We have our annual events um, that we do, you know, the football camp, Thanksgiving, Christmas, back to school. Um, But then we also do just different events throughout the year. Uh, Like I said, the STEM labs that we're putting uh, in some schools that we're doing uh, in Boston area. We work with the Lower Mills, you know, just going to school, stopping by, meeting with the kids. Uh, recently was able to go back and just spend a day. I got to teach a class. Uh, got to teach them on contracts and different things like that. Uh, so just, you taught yeah, I got to teach to the them kids. on contracts. <laughs> I was a teacher for a day. Uh, so yeah, just different different things like that. I think the kids enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy it as, as well. Um, and just different events to, to get out there and connect with them. Do you see yourself one day opening like an actual school? Because you talking about education, like your face completely lit up. Like I could tell you're really passionate about that, teaching the youth. Can you see yourself? I'm not that? opposed to it. It's not something that I, I've put on the the the, um, the agenda to actually do, um, but I'm not opposed to it. I just, like I said, my mom, I mean, she didn't care if I ever played any sport, if I ever, you know, threw a football. She didn't care. Her only concern was that I made good grades, <laughs> that I graduated, and, you know, how well I did with my education. And, and understanding that that helped me so, so much, even on the, football, on, on the football field, off the field in business, um, and just understand that value of education. Mm-hmm. Do you also teach the kids about like financial literacy? Yeah, definitely. It's partnership. I said that was that contract, that contract negotiation. You know, kids oh, yeah. don't realize, you know, they're they're signing contracts at a young age. Every time they, you know, click accept, you know, on a, on an app that they download, they're not yeah. realizing that hey, you're engaging. They're not reading. <laughs> you're yeah. engaging that contract and just you know, teaching kids the importance of things like that, you know, at a young age and different, like I said, financial literacy, um, the things that they don't really teach so much in school. 
So what's the age range of the foundation? There's not really a specific age range. I think I said I would say more that we focus on middle school, late elementary, middle school, and high school kids. Um, for me, I love mm-hmm. the middle school age. Um, I always say that's the that's the age you find Pivotal. yourself. Um, you start to get your friends, you know, that you, you start to hang with the people who you deem are more like you once you get to middle school. Um, the little cliques start yeah. forming in middle school. So uh, <laughs> I love that age, you know, because you're not you're not too young to where a lot of the things that you say make over the heads of some of the kids in elementary school. Um, so, yeah, middle school is the age that I love. But, you know, there's no there's no limitation you know, on the age that we we help. So if it's one major thing that you want your kids to take out of that foundation, what would it be? One, one thing, just the mentorship. Um, I'm a product of, of step and repeat, you know, and I'm big on if you're able to get around someone who's doing the things that you want to do, um, the easiest thing to do is just follow in their footsteps is to say, hey, you did this, mm-hmm. you know, you worked out. Um, you know, one of, one of my good friends, you know, we're good friends to this day just because he went to college. And to me, coming from where I came from, it was like, well, I can do that. So I did everything that he did to make sure, you know, that I kind of followed in his footsteps. And even, you know, once I got to the league, you know, some of the guys that I followed, you know, Devin McCourty, he just recently retired after 13 years. And, you know, my entire career has been mimicking what he's done and how he is, you know, on and off the field um, and just the man and the leader that he has been. So just just the mentor aspect of my foundation, it, it resonates with me. And, you know, I, I want kids to understand that, you know, finding someone that you want to be like and just, you know, copying everything that they do. Love that. Yeah. And you're like a great mentor because, again, like not only are you doing great things in your career, but you're also doing so many things to give back. So I feel like the mentorship aspect is that's going to be very easy. Yeah. <laughs> for those kids. That's the that's the for key. Sure. That's the key. Yeah. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Okay, I also want to talk about you becoming the first male athlete to become the Play Like a Girl ambassador. How did that even come about? Because when I heard about that, I was like, oh, that's so dope. Like, I want to hear about that for sure. I have to give all that thanks to to my daughter. Um, And just watching Skylar, she's seven. She's turning eight this year. And she's getting she's at the age where she's engaged in sports and learning. And and, you know, when when the opportunity came across my desk, it just aligned with everything that one, I was already doing with the foundation, but then also something that kind of touched more home, you know, when it came to my daughter and her activity, she loves track, she loves gymnastics um, and just making sure that she has the same playing field, you know, that I had, you know, as a male athlete um, and understanding that that's not always the case, but just, you know, wanting to be an ally and advocate for that. 
Do you guys play sports? We do. We do. I, I, I'm not one of those parents that let you win, you know, to boost your confidence. Uh, but I love that she... she you got to earn the win. She, she has this <laughs> desire to win and compete. And I love that. So we go back and forth all the time. It's just she, she has that desire to win and compete. Are there any athletes that she looks up to? I mean, besides her dad. I know there are so many great women athletes like, you know, Angel Reese to like Serena Williams. Like, is she looking at someone specific in a specific um, sport or is it pretty like well rounded? No, it, she likes everything. And that's the thing I love about it. She, she's willing to try and love everything. She doesn't have, you know, a specific uh, she got the opportunity to meet Suni Lee, and I think for her, she yeah, she's just she she ate that. She's really into <laughs> gymnastics, and to her, it was like, oh my god, this is you know, she's right there in front of me. Um, so she yeah, she just she loves all sports. Like that's one thing about her. She loves to watch you know the WNBA, gymnastics, track and field. She just uh, she's not really pinpoint on certain athletes. I could just tell she just enjoys you know the process of watching uh, just different women compete. Mm-hmm. Can you see her becoming a professional athlete one day? Too? I can. I can. Uh, uh, and I, I know every parent says their kid is the best. And I, <laughs> But, I mean, she just has this ability to do, you know, whatever she wants to, whether it's on the, you know, in athletics or just, you know, in the classroom. She's very smart. Uh, she can grasp concepts, you know, conceptually and learning. Um, so, you know, to me, the sky's the limit. You know, I'm excited to watch her grow and to see what, what all she can become. Aw, that's <laughs> Cute. Yeah, I feel like everything you said was amazing. I feel like you're definitely a huge inspiration to kids as well as your daughter. So what exactly do you want your legacy to be? And also, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Oh, my legacy. I would I would like to be my legacy, just one of hard work, you know, an opportunity. I love the word, you know, opportunity because it's nothing that's guaranteed. You know, when I say I was undrafted, you know, Coach Belichick, you know, he called me and he said, you come here, I'll give you an opportunity. Um, and that was all I needed to hear. You know, I was on the plane, you know, right, right to New England because, you know, I, once you give me an opportunity, that that's on me. That's my effort. And so in my legacy, that's that's what I kind of want to leave behind, that work ethic that I had uh, and the ability to understand that, you know, there's opportunities out there. You just have to be willing to take it. Cool. So where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years? Ooh, in the next five to 10 years, <laughs> 10 years, if I'm still playing football at 40, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But no, I mean, there are there, there's some old guys out there still hanging yeah, around. They're, yeah, <laughs> they are. But no, I think, you know, 10 years from now, definitely I can see myself moved on from football, but still being around the game, you know, still being and being a good dad. And just, you know, I, I think that torch kind of turns over at some point of like you know, I've lived out. You know, my dreams and my aspirations and things I've got to do. And just as a father to sit back and watch, you know, your kids, you know, come into their own and, and develop into into young adults. That's kind of that's kind of my next, you know, 10, 10 year goal. Yeah. OK, so my last question to you would be, what is your definition of a boss? My definition of a boss. Um, I think ooh, that's a good one. Um, it's being an example. You know, it's it's doing mm -hmm. what you say you're going to do and getting it done. If you have a goal, you accomplish that goal. But in doing that, you show other people that they can do the same. Like I said, it goes back to that mentor aspect. You know, as a boss, it's your 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 opportunity to allow the people that's outside of you, that's watching you, people that you don't even know, uh, your inspiration to those people. So anytime you're doing something, 
like you, you know, in the co- in the podcast arena, you're you're a boss in the sense that there's some little girl out there just looking up and saying, "Oh, she can do that." So can I. So that's Aww. yeah, that's what I generate as a boss. That was a great answer, honestly, because I've asked other people this question. I feel like that was probably top <laughs> two, if not the best. I'll take it. I'll take it. So. <laughs> Okay, Jonathan, I do want to thank you again for chatting with me. Um, where can people follow you on Thank you. Uh, Just J. Jones on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I have my website, Just J. Jones, as well. Mm-hmm. And are there any other like initiatives you want to plug in? As oh, well? just a foundation. Like I said, the Next Step Foundation is big. It's near to me. That's you know that's something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I recently got my pilot's license, so I'll be branching off with aviation, kind of doing some doing. Oh, some, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. I, I got my pilot's license, so I'll be you know branching off in aviation, doing some things for you know uh, black and brown kids, you know, in the aviation field as well. That's really cool. Okay, well, thank you again. I'm looking forward to hearing about your next business moves. I'm sure in the next five, 10 years, you'll have a thousand more, which is amazing and truly an, an inspiration to many. So do want to pre- thank you and say, I really appreciate you for chatting. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure um, and much success to you as you continue on your journey as well. Thank you. Thank you. Right, okay, talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Back in that back in that bag again. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you for listening to the premiere episode of Making the Boss with special guest Jonathan Jones. I promise you, there's a lot more where that came from, so be sure to keep it locked for more shows coming soon. But in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Aisha Thorpe and on IG at beauty underscore marked. That's M-A-R-K-E-D 92. Talk soon, my bosses and bosses in the making. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.